Uh, it's Nat Tackle Pod time. I'm Mick Schaefer of 41 Action News. He is Dion Closeau of PrepsKC.com. Um, we have two more games left in this 2020 season, Dion, for Kansas City Schools, Friday and Saturday. And yep. then it's over with, well, all classes being decided. We had some teams drop by the wayside. Uh, but 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 what a year, and I'd say overall, what a successful year, considering everything else. Yeah, you know, and, and the funny thing about it is, is the percentage of games that were canceled kind of stayed pretty static along the way and we're down to four games and none of them got canceled I mean as of right now knock on wood and and or five games really in Missouri and so uh it says a lot about protocols and 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 people doing the right thing and hey we, we made it to the finish line um that's great um and we're playing basketball and wrestling uh yeah. right now too so we'll see how that goes I, I don't know what's going to happen there but uh um, we're trying to you know get through and the fall sports are got through there so um no fun week last week uh, crowned three champions on the out of the Kansas City side and, you know, on both sides of the state line. And we've got, you know, uh, two that are Metro teams really in Pius and Black yeah. County. And in the Preps KC coverage area, we also cover uh, Maryville and, and uh, Mid Buchanan as well going for state championships. Hey, if you're going to extend the coverage area, right? If you're going for <laughs> state title, let's bend some rules, whatever. Members of the Coach Association, man, that, that's the, that's kind of our, our thing. And Matt Webb is a loyal Coach Association member from Maryville. He would drive down all the time for those – coaches clinics on Wednesday night. That's a long night from Maryville down to South Kansas city and back. So, well, that's great. So yes, it, uh, five games overall. And then what four yep. more, if you um, throwing in mid Buchanan and Maryville as well, let's get back to last week, uh, four teams going for state titles. I'd yep. say that the biggest surprise was a pleasant surprise. And it was a great game by Ray Peck. I mean, shutting out the I talked to Sean Martin before that game. He felt confident in his guys, confident in his defense. And look, the had played what six games. Right. And Ray Peck finishes 12 and two, 14 games. They didn't miss a beat this season. D didn't miss a beat. And, you know, I think what really helped them uh, look, the Smith's a great team. I mean, that, that's a great program. And what really helped Ray Peck was just getting down the line. Um, I mean, you know, coming through what they came through and, and playing everybody from here. Uh, and then a Knicks, a team that's really pretty good, probably the best team from Southwest Missouri uh, and, and took care of them. So no, I, I think they really, you know, they came out with a great game plan, uh, and defensively, they came out and got physical with the Smet, and that's not what they want. Um, yeah. And and they want you know they're they've got some great skill players, fantastic players, and they're a little more of a finesse team. And and so they really got physical with them, and then just shut them down. And then they found a way to get the ball to Jaden Doss without having to put the ball in the air and and let those really athletic corners and linebackers go after the ball. They just handed it off to Jaden Doss. He had a couple big runs, had a field goal that bounced off the crossbar. And went in right before half. So, I mean, it was it was Ray Peck's day. And, and, you know, somebody somewhere said it was the biggest upset in high in Missouri high school sports history because DeSmet was ranked ninth in the country somewhere. And I'm like, no, Ray Peck is a good team. They're yeah. the two best teams in the state. It's football. It's high school football. This isn't Alabama losing to, you know, Coastal Carolina or something yeah. like that. No, Coastal Carolina is a pretty good team. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, I'm, I mean, it, yeah, so I mean, uh, you know, or I don't know, Alabama losing to Kansas. Maybe that's a better, a better, <laughs> better analogy, better way to put it. But uh, no, uh, hats off to Sean Martin and his staff. And uh, I think there was one simple reason why they won the state championship. They went back to the RP on the helmet. I think that's it. That's it. Back the old, old RP <laughs> on the helmet again. That took off good the look. Power Panther or whatever it was, but it's a good clean look. And uh, you'll be seeing that logo reappearing on Preps KC here. Here before long, we do our little season-ending clearing right. up things. Uh, we're going to return that classic Raypack logo to our site. 
Well, about time you figured it out, Ray Peck. Congratulations yes. <laughs> on uh, the state championship. First since 06, is that right? 05, I think. <clears throat> 05. 05. I think it was 3, yeah. 4, and 5. I think they were, yeah. they were there. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Over on I the Cape Cod. Maybe it was 4, 5, and 6. <laughs> Maybe it was 4, 5, and 6. I think yeah, I think it was too. <laughs> All right. Over in, uh, over in Kansas in 6A, Blue Valley North gave it a run. Uh, was scoring with Derby for a while, and the and Derby just pulled away. We, we thought this might be the year in 6A that uh, team was going to be able to jump up and get them like Blue Valley North did a few years ago. Yeah. Derby seemed to get better and better as the year went on, and they, they win state yet again. Well, and, and, and Blue Valley North, you know, they came out, they matched them, matched them, matched them, and then they had turnover and got behind, and then had another turnover got behind, and that's the thing they couldn't do. They had to kind of get ahead and make Derby chase. Uh, and, and they really never got that position. It was always, you know, they would score and tie. And, uh, but Blue Valley North's got a lot of juniors, so that's a team to look for next year. Quarterback. And quarterback and, and Mackay Miller, the, the receiver as well. So that's a game we could see again next year. There's a lot of teams that are going to have some, something to say about it out there. And we know that 6A is uh, very strong on the east side of the state in Kansas. So uh, it's it, it, hats off to Blue Valley North, but Derby's Derby's pretty good football team, really, really good football program. And, uh, they've got it up and running. They got a brand new stadium that's going in down there. It's going to be one of the better high school stadiums in the state. And yeah, um, you know, as, as long as they're there, they're going to be the team you have to look at in six A for a while. I think it's seven and eight years uh, ever since two thousand thirteen. Derby has won the state title in six A. In five A, kind of a repeat game of last year. The same <laughs> participants in the game went almost exactly like it did a year year ago. Kind of a high scoring game. Mill Valley ahead the pretty much the whole way, but Northwest came back a couple times to tie it, but uh, Mill Valley puts, puts away uh, Northwest for a second straight year with two touchdowns late in the, uh, late in the uh, fourth quarter. And the Jags have won four or six state championships here. Yeah, and really, really impressive because that Northwest team's pretty good, and they've been mm-hmm. there three years in a row, and, and I think that's an accomplishment right there. And, um, well, there are only three losses. Those three years have been the state championship. Game. Yes, yes, to Aquinas and then two to Mill Valley, so – uh, no, I, I think it just shows the toughness of that Mill Valley team. And um, the week before, they they won with defense and just dominated Aquinas. Week next week, what do you got to do? Well, we got to get the shootout. We got we got to go score, the and they did. Great, I'll tell you that. But there are like twenty possessions in the game. You know, Northwest <laughs> plays so fast. Yeah, you're you're. Um, I mean, they're putting quick. They're 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 turning over quick. They're scoring quick. And so it, it creates, I mean, I mean, out of, I, don't know, I think there was like 16 possessions. So you're holding the five scores. I'd, I'd say, you know, pretty good for that, uh, that offense. Yeah, no, I, I think the fantastic effort really by, by both teams. I, I'm, in, I'm impressed with Wichita Northwest. I am. I think they're in a, what is essentially kind of a, a city school, all those Wichita schools, it's, it's tough to get it going. And they have, um, and it's been a long time since, you know, Wichita Heights won a 6A title back in 2009. Uh, but the, you know, there's, the Wichita schools have kind of been down for a while and, and Northwest has done a great job at Mill Valley. What can you say? And you know, it, it, with, a, with such a guy as a head coach who's such a jerk, uh, right. Joel Appleby, <laughs> who's yeah. literally the, the nicest guy in the story that I love about Joel Appleby this year, I found out is that uh, he went to high school his senior year with Brian DeLong at center. Oh, yeah. He moved into his town and he was on the offensive I think, line. Uh, DeLong was maybe a center and he was the quarterback. Yes. yes it said, he, he told me, he goes, Dion, he, he goes, he's the same guy he was in high school, the All-American kid, homecoming king, the whole deal, you know, nicest guy in the world. And, and uh, I said that, you know, we were, he goes, we may have been getting in trouble, but he'd come and get us and get us yeah. out of trouble <laughs> and stuff like that. So, well, no. Uh, and just, his first uh, cousin is, is Brandon uh, Martin. Brand, yeah, down in Derby. Down in Derby. So, yeah, there's uh, 
you know, and good guy does it the right way and, and uh, built a fantastic program there with the staff. It's um, lost some good staff members, TJ O'Neill and uh, Rick Pollard have moved on to head coaching jobs and, and they've still uh, kept a good staff together as well. Yeah. I'll give a shout out to Drew Hudgens. Got to be the best assistant coach in the city. Uh, just amazing job what he's done and all those guys have done uh, with that program, which is, I mean, I mean, up that me age, I don't know what what better program has it up and running, win state titles in 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 the city than uh, the Mill Valley. Yeah, they both have definitely dominated the last half of that the last decade and, and starting it off right in this decade. All right, um, where are we at here? We're in four A. Okay, four A. St. James. We haven't talked about St. James, who knocks off Bishop Miege in the semifinals, and they win their first state title uh, over uh, over Arc City. And uh, what a what a year for St. James. What a year for uh, what is it, St. La James, uh, the, the running back, <laughs> James White, who had like seventeen touchdowns in the playoffs. Yeah, and, and really, there's a one play in there that kind of encapsulates the kind of player he is. There's a screen pass. Uh, and and he gets kind of stopped behind the line and, and kind of breaks a tackle. And as he's cutting back and, and breaking and turning a three-yard loss into a 62-yard touchdown, he picks up a great block from uh, one of their wide receivers and another great block from Dakota Burrett, their their quarterback. And and Tom Ranke told me, he said, you know, we, you know, our quarterbacks and our guys, they like when he gets going, they go look for somebody to hit because they think, hey, if he, until he's down and that whistle blows, there's a chance he may come running by you. So you might want to find someone to block. And um, yeah. outstanding, outstanding job of that entire team. Uh, what a fantastic, fun football team they were. Uh, and really, Arc City came out, halfback pass, to get, you know, get in position for the first touchdown, uh, some onside kicks. And they got one onside kick, but then they had a couple that, that didn't go. And then you're giving St. James a short field. Yeah. They were able to kind of get it going right there at the end of the second quarter, and they just kind of cruised from that point on. Now it's also sees uh, St. James um, get it done this year. Tom Ratke, another one of those jerks out there, right? Yeah, another, yeah a lot of jerks winning this year. Right. It's just right. uh, <laughs> Sean, Sean Martin over at Ray Pack, just uh, you know, horrible yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, good stuff. Let's look ahead here. Class five is happening this weekend. It's Saturday. It's over there in Jeff City. Yes. All straight here. Platte County taking on Jackson. What do we know about Jackson? We know a lot about Platte County. We've seen them all year long. Chris Runke, you can throw the ball all over the yard. What kind of shot do the Pirates have? Well, I think they've got a really good shot because their defense is playing really well. That's the little kind of, you know, we know Runke can score some points, but last You always have that ball going for you. Yeah, last last couple weeks, the defense has been the difference in the second half. Um, And Jackson's a team that can score a lot, and they – I think everybody looks at the Fox game where they beat Class 6 Fox in the last week of the regular season. It's a rivalry game. They were kind of ran all over them. And then Fox lost to DeSmet 13 to nothing in the semis. I don't know. You know, I think there's a lot of transitive properties going on out there. People are like, oh, Jackson's got to be unbelievable. But I don't think their week-in, week-out schedule is anything close to what Platte County played during the regular season, and especially what they've done in the postseason. You know, North Kansas City, Staley, Grain Valley, Webb City. And, and, you know, I'm not a message board guy, but you go out there and you see some stuff like that. And I think there's a, a, a lot of people who think that Jackson is chirping way too much for a team that's made like one state championship game. Uh, so they, they're, uh, there's some people, I've heard there's some other people outside of Platte County that are rooting for Platte County uh, to get that done. And of course, again, another, you know, another member of the horrible, mean, nasty head coach club, Bill Lutz. Mm-hmm. that nobody likes it. You know, another one of those guys. That, uh, you know, so no, I think that, I think Platte County, you know, when they, it, it, you know, he was talking to me and he said in 2017, they had Michael Smith, outstanding defensive end at like 16 or 17 yeah. sacks. And he said this year they actually have a few more sacks 
spread out around different people. So they're more, they come at you from a lot of yeah. different angles, a lot of different people. You, you, knew, you knew where the guys were you had to take care of and you, and you couldn't take care of them in 2017 because uh, they were so good. Uh, but this, this team has got a lot of different guys who come at you. And, and so, uh, you know, Trevor Scott's their outstanding uh, linebacker and, and he's up for the uh, uh, Buchanan Award. So, uh, but that's a, that's a team that defensively has gotten better and better each week. And they overcame, you know, Chris Rackey for three interceptions against Web City, and they still they still won. So if they go out and Runky has a Runky game, mm-hmm. or he throws for four or five touchdowns, they could they could get it going. Or if they need to get into a shootout, they've got Chris Runky, Dayton Mitchell, you know, the, the other four guys I'm not mentioning who all have like 400 yards at least receiving because he gives it to everybody, and Caden Davis their tailback. So yeah, it's uh, I think Platte County's got a really good shot being there last year, losing to Web City means a lot to these kids, the experience level they've had. So, But Jackson also lost in the Class 5 final to Carthage last year. So both these teams have been in the state championship game. Two teams that lost in the state championship games in different classes playing each other this year. Yep. Um, all right, so in Class 4, Smithville lost last week. We don't have a Kansas City area team. I heard, I heard the score was not indicative of the game. Smithville they, had a little shot in that one. Yeah, they kind of dominated that game. It was 0-0 until late in the third quarter. They score a touchdown. They get a – uh, a field goal, so they're up 10 nothing. It looks like they've got a good shot. They gave up a touchdown in the fourth quarter. They're, they've got the ball. They're killing the clock. They're inside the 20. They need to get a first down. They don't. So the so Jeff City gets the ball. Pelias gets the ball back about, I don't know, not even really a minute left, like, like 55 seconds left. Throw a ball to the middle of the field, two missed tackles, and the guy ends up on the 16-yard line, and they score like two plays later. I mean, Smithville ended up getting the ball back with 32 seconds left. Wow. And they're down 13 10. They can't get, I mean, it just, that's a cut your heart out loss. The one thing I think that will soothe some Smithville fans is there were a lot of sophomores, like seven sophomores on that defense, offense as well, with quarterback Andrew Hedgeworth as a sophomore. So don't, I mean, yes, I feel horrible for those kids. Looking forward to see what they do the next couple of years because I think Smithville's going to be pretty good. Yeah, uh, agreed. All right, in class three, I mean, it's going to be – it's a couple powerhouses, right? You have Blair Oaks and Maryville. Yeah, played in week one. Um, Blair Oaks blew them out. Uh, Maryville had 18 suited-up players for that game. Oh, wow. Um, bunch on quarantine due to COVID, uh, and they lost their, the person who was going to be their starting quarterback midway through the second quarter to a torn ACL. So they played two-and-a-half quarters with a quarterback who did not know he was going to be a quarterback that day. And, you know, they've got some losses along the way. You know, um, you know, they lost to they lost to Odessa. I mean, so they've they've got some games where they've learned a lot in 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 some spots, and they you know they're just kind of going along and, and playing Maryville football. And uh, you know, there was a team that was a dominant team a few years ago that everybody thought was going to lose to John Burroughs and some guy named Ezekiel Elliott. I wonder whatever happened to him. And they went and they beat him and beat him pretty handily because they were able to let Ezekiel Elliott go for 100, you know, 45 yards and two touchdowns. But that's all they scored, and Maryville just never gave them the ball, and they won by two touchdowns. So, I think Blair Oaks is a good team, and they can score, and that's you know they they've done a fantastic job. They're back in the state championship game for the second time in three years. They were in the class two team two years ago, but I think Maryville's got a shot. So let me get this straight: Blair Oaks is in a state championship game, but then their school is also hosting a state championship game. Yes, Elias is in a state championship game, and their school is hosting a state championship game. Yes, and neither one of them are playing at their state. At their that, one. It's a different no, one. Okay. Just, they had, and that's why they moved the class uh, three game to 6 o'clock so that the 
Helias because Helias is hosting the class two game at seven Friday, o'clock at seven o'clock on Friday night. So yeah. the people who the ADs, the people who are working the game will be able to go to the Helias game the next sure. day. The Amazing. Blair Oaks people was going to be at the same time. So they moved the Blair Oaks game to six. And, and so they can work the game, the class five game uh, or the, the class one game at Blair Oaks and then go to the class yeah. six game. Is that oh. all straight? You got good on that? No, I'm nowhere near straight on it. Um, but anyway, <laughs> on to class two here being played at Blair Oaks. There's yes. big powerhouses here. I mean, Anthony Simone and the, and the Pious Warriors, man, they got to prove it to get it done uh, this undefeated season, win state title. Lamar, one of the, I mean, just all-time powerhouses in class two. Yes, and, then, you know, they, they won seven in a row from 2011 to 2017 and uh, really were as, as dominant as anybody in that stretch. Uh, 17 was kind of the, the look of maybe they're starting to come off that dominance and, and Lafayette County gave them a pretty good game in there. And then they lost to Lathrop in, in 18 and, and it ended their streak. Uh, they're back. Um, these, these seniors were freshmen the last time they were in a state championship game, so they have a sense of what it is. Uh, but they don't have that built-in muscle memory of this is what we do the last week of the football season, we get in, you know, we either go to the Dome or Columbia or, you know, or all these, you know, or Springfield, wherever they were going at the time. So I think that that helps Pius in the sense of uh, this isn't a Lamar team on a four, three or four, you know, season run. Um, they still run that double, double wing where they'll put two quarterbacks back there and snapping the ball crazy and they're sounding their blocking schemes and it's four or five yards. But I tell you, St. Pius has done a fantastic job defensively they win last week 31 to 14 on a late touchdown at the end of the first half, onside kick, late touchdown. So, like 16 seconds, they gave up 14 points. And that's all they gave up the rest of the way. That defense has been outstanding all season. I think that's what's going to get it done. And the offense is really playing well. They really kind of got the offense going last week. And I think if they can, if they can, you know, get some punts out of Lamar, they'll have a shot too, because I think they're a little bit more dynamic on offense. They have the ability with Dieters and Sharp and Jack Mosh, the quarterback, to kind of go and, and score. And, you know, they're, they're house money at this point, too. But I think that they've beaten – no, they've beaten Maryville. You know, they beat Savannah. Uh, they they won that MEC. So, they, they, they've got some good wins uh, on their belt that they can really lean back to and say, you know, we maybe kind of like Black County. We've maybe played a little bit better schedule than, than maybe Lamar has this year. Yeah. All right, is Mid-Buck the best team in Class 1? I don't know. I'd like to see Mid-Buck against the winner of Pius and <laughs> – Two, well, yeah. you know that you know they're not that, the funny thing about Midbuck is they're not very big. They're, Adrian was bigger than last week. It was thirty-five nothing. Uh, Windsor's bigger, you know, it's just bigger and physical, more physical than them. They've got some guys who aren't very big, but they're you know they're they're fast and they and they're talented. They're skilled and they can go. And you know, Javen Noise is their quarterback. He's got almost four five thousand yards total offense. He's like fifteen hundred yards rushing and twenty nine hundred yards passing. Wow. I mean, just ridiculous. Um, you know, we'll see. I, I think they're, you know, two, three touchdown favorite, but you got to go play it. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're outstanding. They're a lot of fun. All right. Let's get to the Simone Awards. Uh, the semifinal, not that. Semifinals. Semifinals, right? Yes. I've been announced here. Um, so basically the top 10 in every category. Uh, we'll start with the Taylor here. A lot of good wide receivers th- this year. I don't know if there's a, the favorite that jumps off the page at, at me when I look at those those ten guys. What about you? No, there's a lot of good guys in there, and, and it's small schools and big schools. Um, you know, a guy like Tyler Claiborne's come on late. David Dieters from St. Pius. You want to talk about smaller schools? Um, one thing before we get going, I, I think it's really exciting that the 41s involvement in it this year and and you guys are kicking things off on sunday with the coach of the year announcement sunday on our pregame show we'll talk about the coach of the year um and we'll announce the coach of the year and then 
Sunday on the postgame show on Sunday sound off, we will reveal yes. all the um, final four the finalists in every, uh, every category. And then starting on Monday with the Taylor award and then through Thursday, we'll announce the, uh, the, the four awards that aren't the Simone. And then on Friday, we'll kind of, we'll do it up bigger and have the unveiling of the Simone award. I think the plan is to uh, still, that's the best part of the Simone. It's a Simone surprise. Still surprise the, uh, the young man at his house or school or whatever, socially distanced and safe and all that stuff, but then turn that video around and, and, and have it as special of a Simone Award as, as you can in, the, in this climate. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to be in a school, <laughs> that's for sure, or, or you know, in a, in a crowded gym uh, doing that, but uh, really, you know, trying something different this year. Um, and, and, you know, with, with the pandemic and a lot of fun, but, yet, you know, you talk about the Taylor Award. Uh, first off, that's been the first one handed to a kid on Monday night and, uh, man, you've got, you got young guys in Jaden Doss. You got guys who've been Jalen Knoll, who's, you know, one of the more highly recruited guys in the city, uh, is going to Iowa state. So you've got a little bit of everything in that group. That was the deepest award. I'll be real honest with you. When the media committee got together and, and we selected the semifinalists and that's how it's done. Uh, the media committee gets together and, and they whittle down and, and try and come up with 10 guys who, um, the goal is always, as was stated by one Nick McCabe, who organized the media committee way back in 10 years ago and making uh, was and I were a part of it was make sure the winner is on this list. Yes. 10 guys, you know, and, and it's tough because you, when you go 10, there's always an 11, much like when they're voting for them or the coaches in the media committee, uh, the, 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 the coaches committee and the media committee that vote for them. You, we, we rank one through four. Well, there's always a five. So it's tough. And it, there are good players who don't make this list. There are good players who won't make the final four. And that's not really even a slight to him, but the, the, the Taylor was definitely deep this year. Yep. The Bell Award, it's always the mystery award, right? It's always the <laughs> hardest, those, those interior linemen from the smaller schools. Yes. You got you to gotta find guys like you that are really paying attention. But a good list here as well. Any of the, uh, we got two from Tonganoxie, two from St. Pius. Um, any guys stand out to you on this list? Well, yeah, you got the two from Tonganoxie and Brandon Martin, who's our outstanding linebacker. He moved over from Piper. Uh, in the offseason, but then Dallas Bond, their defensive end, is also a tight end, and it's offensive lineman, defensive lineman, linebacker is the bell. Um, but, he, you know, he could have been – he had 500 yards receiving, like 13 touchdowns as a tight, as a tight end. That's, that's Taylor-worthy. But we kind of, as the media committee said, he also had 16 pancake blocks yeah. as, a, as, a, as a tight end. So that – tight ends are offensive linemen. So there is that little and, – and I talked to another coach who played him and said, uh, that guy was the dude that we couldn't handle. So that's a guy that, that you know, just kind of highlight him and um, the two guys from, some, from Pius, and then uh, Carter Stanchfield from Paola, one of their um, great guys. And, um, you know, Creed Webster from Mid Buchanan, kind of the anchor of that, that line as well. So 10 really good guys. I encourage everyone to go out there and check out that video. And, and, and as we go through and look at them and we'll highlight all these guys, especially as we get closer to it. But uh, no, the bell is a good group. That one sometimes is harder to find depth there. And every year we're working harder to get more and more, bell guys out there but uh, no it's uh it's definitely a fun one all right the buchanan award which is basically the same as the bell it's interior offensive or defensive linemen and linebackers um in the big classes and yeah. there, there's there's some fbs names on this list you see <laughs> ethan kramer who just got an offer from uh k-state you got uh danny carroll who's a stud at aquinas you got the uh kid from blue springs there, there's some there's some monsters on this list yeah, and and you know Danny Carroll just won the offensive MVP award for Saint uh, for uh, Saint Thomas Aquinas last night. 
on a team that has Tank Young. And that says a lot right there. And an offensive lineman wins that award. Uh, you talk about Bo Stevens from Blue Springs. Ethan George, the anchor of, the, of that defensive line that just got done shutting out DeSmet in the state championship game. And um, Cole Mondy, the linebacker from from Lawrence. So it's a it's a good group. That's a deep group, too. And uh, even a guy like Cam Careswell uh, from Lee Summit West who anchored their defense, um, you know, as a linebacker. Everybody, everybody's there. And, you know, how about Dominique Orange from North Kansas City, who's a junior? You know, there's a lot of a lot of good young guys out there too. So the Buchanan's always got the Buchanan has a history of putting guys in the NFL. Yes. I mean, and guys who don't even win the Buchanan are in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, some, you know, uh, uh, Braden Smith from Olathe South, I think was a finalist three years in a row, never won it. Lost to two guys who were in the NFL. <laughs> you know, so uh that's uh, the the Buchanan is always one of those that uh, has had a great history even recent history well, one of the Davis twins didn't win it and he's in the NFL too yes yeah yeah Davis twin and and uh you know so yeah it's uh it's definitely you know it's tough to put Simone winners in the NFL because it's hard to get skill guys and quarterbacks in the NFL but we've definitely got plenty of big guys who can tackle and run uh that come out of Kansas City all right on to the Fontana and I think this ballot is loaded I mean, you have Tyler Bowden, you have LaJames White, you have Tim Dorsey, uh, and, and, and so many others that were just so good this year in the small school level. Well, how about a guy like Grayson Sprouse from Summit Christian? Yeah. Yep. I'm pretty sure a four-year starter. It feels and, like it's six And they seven. made a great – won games this year. They made a great run. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that, that Fontana is wide open um, and, and should be a fun one there. And, uh, you know, it, and that's, that's always one – that you you see teams and it's tough because it, you know St. James plays a different schedule. They play up a lot. And Miege was in the same boat. They play a lot of bigger schools. Uh, and even like a Jace Reynolds down in Harrisonville, they played Maryville. They play they try and play up too. So uh, no, a lot of great players on that Fontana list. On to the Simone here. We have six quarterbacks and four running backs. This looks like a tight race. So there's some years, Dion, where we know the winner going in, or maybe it's a two horse race. This this could be any of like. Five or six dudes, it seems like. Yeah, it's a, who you like. And uh, five on each side of the state line, that doesn't always work out that way. It just happened to work out that way this yeah. year. Um, and, and that says a lot about the, the, the depth of quality. And you see with how teams are doing in state championship games uh, and doing and putting teams in semifinals that uh, it's, a, it's a good year for Kansas City football in all classes and, and the big class as well. You know, I got Chris Runke at Platt County and you talk about Conrad Holly at at uh, Ray Peck and Cooper Marsh and, you know, a lot of those good quarterbacks, Henry Martin, who Valley North took his team to a state championship game. Uh, so, you know, and really the, the running backs, you know, Winchick Williams, here's a guy who only played eight games for Liberty at 1300 yards in eight games uh, and, and really was outstanding. And, you know, that's a guy who plays a full season, probably sitting at 2000 yards. He's a junior, he's coming back. And then Zach Willingham Davis had 1300 yards and, you know, they put a saddle on him and rode him to the semifinals. Mm -hmm. Liberty North did. I and mean, they, they just, he got the, he was their offensive threat all the way through the semifinals. There's going to be some, I mean, with, with this year, you have to take into account the games. You can't just look at stats yeah. because there's going to be some kids playing eight or nine, others play 13 or 14. And that factors into it, right? If you, I mean, I think winning is part of it, especially the Simone mm -hmm. Awards, because you're the quarterback or something like that. Um, but yeah, it definitely has to factor in. You can't just say, well, this kid threw for 3,000 yards, this kid for 2,000. He probably could have played in two or three less. Yeah. Yeah. That just, I mean, the, the games played is always a uh, yard yards per game or, you know, you know, that that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, we've gone way over, but that's all the time we have. <laughs>
Um, I, we could talk all day on this, but it's a podcast, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the podcast rules are, but we're just gonna wrap it up. <laughs> Sound like a plan? Sounds like a plan. All right, Dan. Thanks so much for the time. Thanks to you as well for watching. We'll, we'll do it again. We'll have a 15th episode next week. Absolutely yeah. wrapping up the rest of the state championship games, and then maybe one for this morning. Maybe we'll sure. go to basketball season. Who knows? I don't, I don't have a problem with that at all. We can do that. Do it. Let's do it. All right. We'll see you <laughs> next time, at the very least, right here on Snap Tackle Pod.